0: This episode of Ben the Knee is brought to you by our Bannermen, Lord Jason of House Ross, Lady Amanda of House Richardson, Lord Adam the Young Bull of House Parker, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, Sandy the Dragon, Blood of Queen Daenerys, and Lady of Jameson, Lord Brett of House Fry, Sir David of House Fraser, Lord Nelson of the Long Isle, Sir Joshua of House Ross, Lady Liz of House Hendricks, Sir Matthew of House Perry.
1: And welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight.
0: And I am Sir Ezra, the Ever Watchful. Okay, <laughs> welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. And we got a little something different for you. We are currently lost in a rabbit hole. Um... <sighs> Is it a rabbit hole, as, or is it a crow cave? I, 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 that's I what I was gonna is. say. <laughs> is it, wait, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Is it a three eyed crow cave, or is it a blood raven cave, or is it, uh, you know, what is it a trap? Right. Is is mm-hmm. that what we're caught up in right now? Um, just been a lot of things going on. There's been a lot of things going on. So I recently, and I'm gonna start with this, just give you guys an update on where my mind's at. Uh, Sir Matt, just an update for. Uh, our, our folks here, the next three to four weeks are going to be extremely... Um, we're going to be mining the depths, I guess, of, yeah. of uh, Martin's work. We're going to be... Matt's coming back. We're going to be doing some, some cool stuff for the next three weeks and doing some major deep dives and research, and this is the, the first of those. So I love to just get on this... Um, I think it was after we, we recorded the last episode... Uh, the last chapter and I just picked right up and I started reading John for some reason I went to John and said let's just finish this let's just let's just roll through and, and see what happens and I wanted to refresh myself I wanted to re-experience um, Corin halfhand right I wanted to, to look at what was going on with him and that's where this this rabbit hole began okay I started looking at the men surrounding John and Corin halfhand and and interestingly enough, this is something later on in the Clash of Kings. So again, this is we're jump. I'm gonna be jumping all over the series here. It's we wanted to give you guys something I think is gonna be kinda cool, and I want you to ponder some of this stuff. Uh, because it's important, people. Okay, there's a lot going on here that we don't understand and we need to have eyes on this. But um so John, when he's he's marching and they're at the fist of the first men, I was telling Matt, you know, it's some strange things happen. Uh, he starts to learn how to warg, right? He's connecting with Ghost. It also seems like Ghost is being guided and led by someone else, right? And we're finding this uh, this, this, cache of um, dragonglass and stuff. So that's that's really crazy. Uh, the best thing I did, though, was when they start talking about Corrin and Half-Ant, and he shows up, Sir Matt, and he basically tells Mormont he says the old powers are waking get ready <laughs> like the old powers are waking it's 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 on i mean stuff stuff's happening and read about the characters who are around corin i mean you've got like an old squire an old targaryen king squire i think it's Jahari's Tar- Tar- targaryen squire dolbridge is is there with uh with corin and you've got stone stone snake is there? Who's this guy? That's a super good climber. He's still out there. M- mystery surrounding him, and as to where where he went, he never made it back to Jor Mormont to warn him about Mance Raider. He is. Could he come across Benjen? Perhaps go go look that character up. Um, Who else is out there that's interesting? Oh my God! The, the way that these men are willing to die for Corrin and 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 John, it is just unfreaking real. This is next it's level. Insane these are true men of the night's watch so did we say this Matt? we were kind of talking about the idea that when you first come to the night's watch you start off at castle black and it's not until you're truly trusted and you become a true member of the night's watch that you go off to like shadow tower or you go to these other places right and you're trusted to become a ranger who would go north or go beyond the wall The men who show up with Corrin are true men of the Night's Watch. They are willing to die. They believe that they are the shield that guards the realms of men. Let's go. I mean, (laughs) like, they believe. I feel like you have to say that. I feel like I have to say let's go every time. It's just like, it's just what you say. It's just part of the. Yes. It really is. It really is. Uh, and, And so, that whole. And I'm talking only a John point of view read, just through. A Clash of Kings. I think I encourage some people just to kind of sprint ahead, go look at that. And as we come to it in the podcast, we'll continue to really, you know, break it down line by line because there are so many different lines that are, um, I don't know, that, that seem to be foreshadowing something that, that seems there's, there's this greater plan with John. And I don't quite understand. You know, Corin looks at him, knows who he is, picks him. Picks, I mean Mormont's Stewart, right, to go with him on this journey with these other men. Why John? There's tons of other people around there that he could have picked and that they could have gone with. But instead, he chooses John, who turns out to be a warg. And when they get up there, he figures it out. I mean, Corrin doesn't even have to go all the way to where Mance is camped. Once he realizes that John's vision is true and that he was connected with Ghost, he instantly turns around and starts heading back. And, and as he's headed back, like, I mean, Corrin at one point, I, I forget whether it was Squire, uh, Dolbrich, or it was, some, it was Eben or someone, who he looks to, he sees this passage, and he knows that the, that the wildlings are following them, right? And he sees this spot where one man could hold off a hundred. And all he has to do is say that. He didn't have to ask for anybody to sign up to die. And instantly, um, you know, one of them volunteers and says, I'll do it. And like, like good luck to you. Uh, and, and they, they do their farewell and, and they wish, wish each other the best but this man knew that he was just going there to die one, one man, Sir Matt who said, I'm going to see if I can give Corrin the chance he needs to get back because we've got to protect the wall I, I was, I was just floored it, it, nothing has made me want to be a, a member of the night's watch more than than those chapters because i was like he's just standing up there in this pass striking down wildlings taking tons of them down right and when they bring his head later to corin and they show him his head they say he he died honorably like he he was he was you know i mean he was he was a fighter so it's just i guess the magnitude of of that's where I'm at, right? So that's what started all of this. I got super fired up by that. And I was telling Sir Matt, because we often talk about corn and we say, who, who is he? Who is this guy that shows up here? Why is he surrounded by what seems like Targaryen loyalists, right? Um, Stone Snake. Uh, these guys are in their 50s, right? They're older than Eddard and Robert Baratheon. They've been around before Robert's, Robert's Rebellion, and they're at Shadow Tower, right? They're, they're true, trusted men of the Night's Watch and these guys show up and and they seem to be on a different mission man their war is up here in the north this is their mission something is up and oh uh, god i forget which one it is but one of them seems like he might have been a member of like blood raven's archers you know cuz mm-hmm. he was he was that good i don't know if that timing works out yeah
1: let working. me just let me just bring up uh let me bring up stone stone snake here right he's a veteran ranger of the night's watch stationed at the shadow tower which by the way right i mean seems like the more the, the as the re- recent research as and I have been doing into uh, just kind of the nights watch and stuff going on here it seems like okay the new recruits go to the castle black and that's where kind of you know but we send the elite of the elite to shadow tower and East watch because this like even somebody like this stone snake right um, he's called like pretty much the best climber right I mean he's like they call him one of the best climbers Um... This guy's like fifty years old. He has the best night eyes of anyone John has ever known, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, and Corin says he's Corin said he he's one of the best. Yeah, he's one of the best climbers, right? So I mean, it's just crazy to think about these guys that are over there at Eastwatch by the sea, or and Shadow Tower. Excuse me, he's at Shadow Tower. Just like how much more maybe skilled these guys are, right?
0: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. No. Exactly. Like they and they seem to be. You know, the thing that impresses me is, is Corin, you know, like, like he's, he just, he believes in the old powers and he understands that, that these things are waking and and that stuff like this is happening. Let me just flash forward for you really quickly. Um, never forget that there is a Weirwood gate that Sam and Gilly pass through, that all he has to do is speak the words, right? Say his oath. Um, and... This weirwood face, right? We were, we, were, we were rereading this, Matt, and this face opens up. This mouth opens up um, at, at literally just words, like like magic, and, and Sam is able to pass through. Now, Cold Hands, who's standing on the outside, it's warded, and, and dead things cannot cross, and so he's unable uh, uh, to cross, although he looks like he's a member of the Night's Watch. So, anyway, so so yeah, it's it's amazing that those guys over over at, at Shadow Tower are super in tune to the old powers, and they understand that these things exist. And it, it's it's just wild. Also, there seems to be a a great respect among the the Wildlings for some of these guys like Corrin Halfhand, who, by the way, uh, used to fight right handed and now fights better with his left hand than he ever did before. Reminds me of Jamie Lannister a little bit, who might be training. Oh, that his, is.
1: It reminds me. Of, it reminds me of Jamie a lot. You and I were talking about that this earlier this week when we were we were talking about it. And of course, you know, we always talk about the idea of Mance being Rhaegar and all this stuff, and we're saying, well, hold on a second here. Yeah, I, I think that that is something that's kind of you know is, is just kind of interesting to think about, right? Is well, if Arthur Dane were Corn Halfhand, then yeah. it would be kind of it would almost in a way be like poetic, right? Like Jamie goes through kind of a similar thing and Jamie looked up to Arthur Dane. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. so it's just kind of similar there. And I thought of this for a second. Yeah. Um uh what if so if you do go down the whole Arthur Dane is Corn Half Hand thing, which isn't the entire point of this entire episode we're doing today. No, we have multiple yeah (laughs) topics, yeah. But real quick I just I just want to say this. Um wouldn't it almost be interesting if uh, the way in which he actually became a half-hand was because of Halland Reed, right? Like, save for Halland Reed. Well, Halland Reed, you know, doesn't kill Arthur Dane or wound him or whatever, uh-huh. but maybe he yeah. steps in and fights him and, acts, and hits his hand and right. cuts off, like, a finger or two, and then that's ultimately what causes him to have
0: to uh, stop fighting, right? I just thought yeah, that yeah, yeah. kind of cool. No, yeah, like, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. You start to think about um not everything that is told to us is is um uh, we we can't take it all at like face value right and say oh yeah that's that's absolutely true. So an example of that when you're looking at 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 Corin there's a point where when he's leading John back he finds he knows exactly where to go. He they enter through a waterfall and he goes into this cavern and John says you knew this was here. How did you know this was here? And he says and this is what he says um something to the effect of like when i was a boy no older than you i heard tell of this place right from a member of the night's watch he himself was not yet a member but heard tell of this spot now is he telling the truth there was he is this sir arthur dane who was like you know um who who had heard you know members of the night's watch are always are moving south and they're they're you know talking about whatever i mean i don't know that was something that was like Oh, that's interesting. It makes it seem like Corin maybe was up in the north for a long time, um, or that he has been around the Night's Watch at least since he was a younger a younger lad. But I don't know. I don't know. So, so that. But I'm with you. I I I like to think of other ways in which, you know, you can kind of tie the two together. Uh, so yeah. Now the. The Lord of Bones, and I say Lord of Bones because if you remember of the Night's Watch, that's what you call him. It's Rattle Shirt to everyone else, but when he's speaking to the Crows, it's Lord to you, right? And these are the Free Folk, right, who don't bend their knee, right? They're not gonna, they're not gonna bend. Uh, but yet, when the Crows are talking to them, they want he wants them to call him Lord, as if maybe he once was a Lord. There are mm-hmm. too many of these people who come up here to the the, the Watch, and they seem to know one another. Uh, e- even upon sight which i think is interesting and so the lord of bones um, and he was afraid by the way he was he was not going to face corin he was not going to face him um, he was going to shoot him he was going to you know fill him with arrows and that and that was that um, something else to remember we, we often uh, i think i think we forget this sometime that uh, let's see it was 233 AC bloodraven joined the night's watch with 200 men 200 men went with him. These were archers from his personal guard, the Raven's Teeth. If they were young men, you know, they could now then be, you know, older men, or there could be another generation, or there could be whatever. But I just think it's like, that just remember, we have a lot of Targaryen support that went that way. After Robert's Rebellion, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, he pardoned and Selmy, right, Sir Matt? Like, he, he, he let some of these other guys go. Why wouldn't he make other pardons or allow them to take the Black? So I'm right. thinking there's a lot of Targaryen loyalists who are up here on the wall. It it just seems to be uh, the case. So I don't know. That's that's been that was a random, um, ah, just just diving down that and looking at Corin <laughs> and what what's going on there. Well, there's so just much. I mean, dear Godman,
1: all of the I mean, it's just all of the quotes. I mean, again, you know, we we talked about this before, but hey, we'll talk about it again is every I mean just so many things about like Dawn is with him they saw a falling star they you know I mean it's just it's so if you just read it you wouldn't know to you would you wouldn't catch it wouldn't catch your eye and cause you to think that it could be somebody else but I mean it's definitely hinted at it's definitely there it's definitely um something to take notice of and consider
0: mhm yeah yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, let me read something to you guys here, just a, l- it's a little interesting um, theory, just just some thoughts, you know, because technically, you know, the the, ra- the Raven's Teeth would be, they would be old, old men, right, if they were up here at the Night's Watch. So these yes. these members, um, so older members of the Night's Watch, these members could have encountered blood raven slash members of the Raven's Teeth. So even if you weren't, a member of the raven's teeth you could have grew up with them they could have been that older generation that was guiding you and telling members like corin and uh, squire dolbridge and others about the old powers why it's why they have like this maybe extra respect for them and if those 200 raven's teeth are up there and you have blood raven up there not that long ago those older members would be telling these stories and these guys would remember um, so here we go. So, so Jared had been a member of the Night's Watch since uh, 257 AC. Uh, let's see. Yeah, he had spent 40 years in the Night's Watch. Man and boy, he was not accustomed to being made light of. Uh, so that's one of these characters who maybe could have been around during that time. Squire Dalbridge. So this is, I'm looking at a, a, a Reddit post here. This person thought initially uh, they got really excited, as I did and thought that Dalbridge could maybe be a member of the Ravens' teeth, but he would be in his 70s uh, at the youngest, right? And the app does state that he is a squire for Jaharis II. Get that, right? Understand that, that he was a squire. That's why they call him that. He was a squire for Jaharis second. I just think it's wild. Um, here's a quote about him. So, watchers in the Skirling Pass uh, wondered, wondered the oldest among them uh, in the spring of his youth he had been a squire to a king. So the Black Brothers still called him Squire Dalbridge. Yeah. What is it Mance Raider fears, I wonder. They're thinking about Mance and, and what maybe he fears. Um so he's an he's an amazing archer. Um at one point he says, you know, should I put an arrow through the eye of some foe across a windy battlefield? I oh, if I need this is this is this is Corin speaking about Squire Dalbridge. If I need to put an arrow through the eye of some foe across a windy battlefield, I summon Squire Dalbridge. Like he has, su- these guys are like, like next level heroes up here at at, at the watch, and I just they don't get enough attention. Um, so, and Squire Dalbridge would take the lead, scanning the heights as he went. Uh, his, his longbow ever close to hand it was said he had the keenest eyes in the Knight's Watch now you get this other guy who was talking about uh, Stonesnake is older near 50 uh, but we aren't sure when he joined the Night's Watch Eben has been with the, with the Night's Watch since his boyhood uh, but we aren't sure of his age uh, as, as well but these are guys who are super well respected and, and I just think may have been around some of those people who respected the old powers and they don't mock John. During his dream, when he tells them what he saw through Ghost, they have major mad respect, and it's also because of of Corrin's respect for it as well. Um, he he's so serious about this that he immediately turns and 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 says, "Let you know, we need to head back." And recognizes that John um, had, one has a direwolf. That's pretty crazy that the Starks all have these direwolves that are connected to them that protect them. That are obey their commands, right? So that's that in of itself is 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 a connection, um, and he sees that, and then he recognizes that John has this ability, and and is doing everything he can to to make it back. His death is just so epic. By the way, if you go what he does for John and what he under and how he commands his men and understanding them, it is just it's amazing. There's something more to him. Yeah, I mean, isn't I mean it's it's also it's also. Yeah. It's so
1: interesting, right, that they choose John, right? I mean, Corin's yeah. like, no, that's who I want to go mm-hmm. with me. I mean, he's never met him, right? Yeah. Like, this yeah. is his first time meeting him, and immediately he can just kind of look and see that he is that much better than everyone else. I mean, so that should let you know just how
0: much of a boss Corrin is. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Truly he is. Truly he is. So, okay, so now when I finished that, all right, I, I finished that uh, up in in a Clash of Kings. The last chapter in a Clash of Kings is a brand chapter. Okay, happens to be that we have kings clashing. Right, we have kings clashing, and you, you told me that, you, and, and you told me that. says, yeah, Matt says, isn't that interesting? That that uh, this boy who one day will be a king. Is is the final chapter in in the book uh, A Clash of Kings, and I thought, wow, that's 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 interesting. And then when you go look at Bran's chapters and you look for references to king, there are several. There are several. Uh, Jojen sees Maester Lewin serving him the king's cut of the roast. You know, <laughs> like there's there's a couple of those little food references and nods uh, that suggest that he is potentially going to be a king uh, like like I, I guess if you think like if you know that from season eight and you go back and you say well can i can i find any evidence to to foreshadow or suggest or, or whatever say or indicate that brand is going to be a, a a king it's there and so now what you do and this is how this is how we got in this rabbit hole i'm just going to tell you guys all right so then i go to that that brand chapter and i just thought today i'll just read it Right, I'll, I'll just finish off. That's the last chapter, and uh, John was the one, the second to last chapter, and I had been talking about the difference between John and Bran. The last couple episodes, we've even had a really cool Raven just just looking at the winged wolf, and whether that was actually Bran or is that actually um, John? Does Jojen actually know what he's doing? Is he misinterpreting dreams and and visions uh, like Melisandra? Uh, so a couple things, some random stuff I want I want to throw out and just highlight and, and bring to your attention. In the last chapter where Bran is seeing sort of the war or the destruction that's going on there at Winterfell, he is in Ghost, and he's in Ghost for like three days. And I've often said that Jojen seems, when you hear Jojen speak, he's often calling Bran back from his direwolf or warning him to stay out of it or to not be in it as much as Bran maybe wants to now it's half and half here right so he says that but then Jojen is also concerned hey you you have to eat yourself right you need water um, you need food and you can't be too long in your direwolf so the beginning of that chapter there is so there is such a difference between Bran um, coming back to the crypts and darkness and and this um, and, and where where there are no he can't see he can't smell as well he can't hear as well but in his dire wolf he's more alive right life is there when he comes back he, he just, as he's being called back by Jojen, he feels almost as if like like death is approaching or that darkness is consuming him I and mean, he's going in a direction he doesn't want to go and it doesn't feel good um, so. And you could say Brand is a cripple, right? And so maybe that's that's a part of it. Him coming back there is is not not good, but there are numerous little kind of nods to one of Brand's last chapters that we have, which is this ominous black cave, Blood Ravens Cave, that is full of darkness that is dampening his senses and even maybe um, limiting his connection with Summer, and it's just. It's subtle, but there's enough of it there that I go, Wow, that's interesting. Now one more thing. Well, a couple more things. Um, Jojen says at one point in that last chapter, when they finally get up and Maester Lewin is is dying. Well, I'm sorry, wait, before we go there. Before we go there, they're they're about to leave. Okay. This is this is crazy, guys. They're about to leave the Crypts of Winterfell. And they're going to, and Bran looks, you know, he kind of has there's these little there's there's always these little um, Small phrases or lines where George is saying, and the, it looked as if the dead were rising. So when Bran comes back through, he sees these, the the um, statues of the old kings, and it's and it looked as if the dead had risen. Right. So that was kind of a cool line. Um, and then when he looks at his father's likeness or his father's statue, right, where they're waiting on his bones to be returned, it seemed as if his father. Uh, Bran says it seemed that the look that he gave him, even though it's just a stone figure, right was one of, of, of um, it was a sorrowful look, um, and one that, that seemed to want to keep him in Winterfell, and it was one that seemed to warn him not to go. Like, and there's these, these kind of warnings around, like when he looks at his father there, uh, and then Bran thinks, will I ever return here? Would I ever um, become a Lord of Winter, right? Will I ever, will my bones or whatever rest here in these crypts? And he doesn't think so, right? He, his, his path and his destination is, is further on. Now, here we go. This, it's no wonder George, it's taking him, it takes him so long to write these chapters because then they're walking out of the crypts, right? And we've, we've talked in the past about um, everyone grabbing the swords, right? And the, those, the old iron, they've got the old iron there. And Hodor is, is uh, well, um, it's blocked, right? They can't get out of the crypts and they need Hodor to open the door, and it's actually said exactly like that. Bran says to him, Hodor, open the door. Or maybe it's the, I can't, It's one of two ways. It's either Hodor, open the door, or open or. the door, Hodor. And it's like, I read that and I'm like, <laughs> okay, okay. Get, just a reminder that, that this has been in George's mind for a long time. Here Bran is commanding him to open the door. Uh, later he will command him to hold it. And I'm just blown away by that. So, so we get out and we start going to, we're, we're looking around, we see the dead, we're we're reconnected with the dire wolves, and we go to master Lewin. And oh my God, I could, I almost started crying again, dude, because I'm like, his death is so sad. And, you know, it's just, it's just crazy. They find him in the Godswood and he's trying to give those last instructions. He knew Bran was alive. He's happy to see him, uh, and, and, and all of that. And it's, it's really cool. Um, But right before they get there, or maybe right as they're there, Jojen says something interesting. He talks to Bran about the power of living wood. And he says that it's as strong, if not stronger, than fire. And I thought, dude, fire, we have visions. That's where we've seen glass candles. We've seen Melisandre looking at her flames. Um, We see that you can look through and, and, and have visions and see around the world or whatever. And now we also know that through living wood through these werewoods you can do the same and I'm just like okay that's that was a cool kind of connection for me just to see Jojen mention that but then I'm also going who's telling Jojen this how does Jojen know this stuff I don't know where he gets his intel from right yeah. it's, it's 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 radical because that's not something Maester Lewin would say it's not something your maesters would talk about but yet Jojen a young 16 year old ish boy is is talking about this it's crazy, yeah. So
1: yeah, yeah. You and I, were, you and I were talking about this before we, but recorded this, and that's why we are recording this. Um, and I mean, we were, you know, Jojen. It's like it's like green sight, green seers, and green dreams seem to be something that even among the kind of even i go i even and just I'm, I'm looking here on reddit because there are people there are people arguing that they're not all the same mm-hmm. right yeah. like a green seer you can have green sight not be a green seer like uh-huh uh-huh you know uh and then green dreams right like those might be might you know might be different things um i had one here uh, this is, this is a, this is a pretty, this is a, a pretty cool, uh, thread I found here. Um, so there's a question about green sight. I was going through the notes. Uh, this is from like years ago. Um, he so said, when I first came across the series and I noticed uh, some things, he said, can a person or, um, ch- child of the, child of the forest with green sight see a vision of an event in the future that occurs in a time after their death. Right. For example, if John, not, I mean, like John Doe, like well uh, if yeah. Steve, right? If, Steve. if sure. Steve, yeah, just yeah. If Steve has green sight and is going to die in year twenty eighteen, uh, up until that point, can he have visions of events that happened in twenty nineteen and beyond? I don't remember reading anything about that, uh, so that's the question he asked. So then uh, it kind of goes into the community here, and I thought there was actually pretty cool stuff. He says, um, "Not really an answer, but consider Jojen, a character that has always seemed doomed and aware that he was doomed." He took Bran north regardless and ended up as Paste. Um, Mm -hmm, Does he mm -hmm. trudge those hundreds of miles to his doom because he was resigned to his fate? Or did he do it because he knew the sacrifice of his life was for the greater good? Did he know what came after his death? The stronger motivation to me is that he knew his death would help Bran achieve something. This question, then, is did Jojen see the future post of his death, or did Blood Raven show him something else?
0: Let's go. Let's go, man. Oh, my god. Of course, all of that
1: predicates on the idea that you think Jojen is dead, which I do. I 100% think Jojen's dead. Yeah. But, yeah, that's the thing, because green sight, right? All the green sight that we've seen, all the green dreams that we've seen... None of them show events after their death. So why is it that it seems like Jojen is, I have to take Bran north. I have to take him north. And Jojen's green dream, I'll almost argue, is the most acted upon dream that we see in the entire series. Like you go back to the Dunkin' Egg series and um, Darren Targaryen, sees some dragons dying and then dunk shows up and he you know it was you but that's pretty much it right like Mm -hmm. it doesn't really i mean it does affect him in that his family members die but it doesn't directly affect him darren targaryen doesn't die because of dunk um the the world isn't ending and it's something that's happening in the next few days right and so it's nothing like I mean it is like yeah, there's family members dying but it's not like world ending like uh the the what Jojen ultimately sees. And so Jojen's dream, right, is just that he he sees that he he sees Bran Stark and he's like yeah I got to I got to take him north, doesn't know why, but he's pushing so hard, harder than anybody else I would think that has some sort of green dream. And why yeah. is that?
0: Why is that? Yeah, it it, it do- it just does not um we we never really get and there's not much discussion too as to what really brand is going to um gain from this so because he has opened his third eye and actually in that last brand chapter that i'm talking about he, he even says that it's like he had he closes that eye right to open his two blind eyes uh in which he is back in this this regular world and and he's you know and he gets to the point where he can open it at will, and he can shift in, in and out of, um, you know, creatures, really. He's eventually, he's in Hodor as well. So, he's done that. I don't know what, like, Jojen's, they, they come to a point where Maester Lewin says that the two princes should be separated, right? And that's that's where you get Rickon going this way, and you get Bran going, uh, you know, the, the, going north. And actually Bran says so we're going back to graywater watch, right? That's where we're headed. And Jojen says no, our path lies north. How do you know that, Jojen? You know what is it that is that is guiding him? And that is I this what's been wild to me. And so if your answer is well, it's 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 blood raven or it's the last green seer, then why didn't he say something to him when he gets there? Why doesn't Jojen talk or speak with him? And why is he seemingly so Distraught. Let me give you. An, let me give an example here. I'm gonna flash ahead real quick. Go so right ahead. This is in a uh, Dance with Dragons. Right. So this is Brand one. They finally figure out. They have come across. Uh, you know, Cold Hands is is guiding them north. And Brand, no, Mira says you know to him. They're trying to figure out who this guy is. She says, "Show us your face." The ranger made no move to obey. He's dead. Bran Brand could taste the bile in his throat. Mira, he's some dead thing. The monsters cannot pass so long as the wall stands and the men of the night's watch stay true. That's what old Nan used to say. He came to meet us at the wall. He could not pass. He sent Sam instead with the wildling girl. Mira's gloves tightened around the shaft of her frog spear. Who sent you? Who is this three-eyed crow? And now this kind of this kind of contradicts what I've often said about the about Bloodraven or even the Last Green Seer because when he's when he's asked about the Three Eyed Crow, he he replies and says a friend, dreamer, wizard, call him what you will, the Last Green Seer. So um, yeah, it's, and so outside the night wind howled bleak and bleak. The trees were full of ravens screaming cold hands did not move a monster brand said the ranger looked at brand as if the rest of him did not exist your monster brandon stark yours the raven's echoed from his shoulder outside the ravens in the trees looked up uh, and they took up the cry until the night the night echoed to the murder's song of yours 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 Jojin, did you dream this? Here we go, baby. Jojin, did you see this? <laughs> you know, hold on here, Jojin. What, what, tell us what's up, man. Jojin, did you dream this? Mira asked her brother, "Who is he? What is he? What do we do now?" We go with the ranger," said Jojin. "We have come too far to turn back now, Mira. We would never make it back to the wall alive. We go with Brand's monster, or we die. So, Jojin, you have no idea." i'm just gonna go ahead and say it you 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 have no idea um who this guy is or or what's going on or even maybe what you've gotten yourself into it is just wild to me that that he says we have to kind of press on there it's not it's not there's never a confirmation of like yes i've seen this and and let's get some more explanation are let's go with brand's monster and we're going with him what because this guy said he was a monster and he was brand's monster that's a whole we're gonna go on we're gonna go down that rabbit hole here in a second but to continue on the point that Jojen just doesn't really when they're leaving Winterfell, he just says we're going north. Our path lies north. And I can't understand for the life of me why he when he gets to Blood Ravens Cave, why there's not some interaction or why there's not some some acknowledgement uh, from the last green seer, right? If that's the person Oh, here was the thing. Here was the kicker, Matt. You ready for this? This yes. was the kicker. When we when, when Jojen shows up to Winterfell and they start talking about the crow. And Jojin's, you know, I think Bran said, did it have a, th- you know, a third eye? And Jojen confirms that yes. The same three-eyed crow was visiting him. Correct? Um, and we know, we know Ravens can't find Greywater Watch. But we've, we've determined that three-eyed crows can. Okay? So this three-eyed crow is visiting Jojen. And he then goes and he finds Bran. Bran is being visited by the three-eyed crow as well. So then you get north of the wall and it's like Bloodraven, Brendan Rivers, who we're pretty sure that is, he's got the birthmark, he's got the one red eye, a thousand eyes and one, that is Bloodraven and he is called by everyone up there the last green seer. That's what he's called. Um, if that guy was the one, if, if truly Blood Raven is the three-eyed crow who's showing up in Bran's dreams, then he's also the same one who's showing up in... Jojen's dreams. Unless there's like multiple other green seers up there that are that are appearing as three-eyed crows, you would assume it's the same one. And so I'm just baffled as to why Jojin doesn't uh you know, why, why there's not any in any interaction there or why there's not some uh confirmation or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It it just doesn't make sense to me. So then he's just he's just going up there to die, and a part of me thinks that God, I've always thought it's a trap. I've always just thought this is a trap, and that and that Hodor will have to hold the door, um, and maybe not from others, but maybe from those that are in this cave. But, and we can talk about that in a second as to who we think Jojen, uh, if he doesn't die, who he may turn into. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, yeah, I mean, because that's
1: that's something we we talked about again before we before we see uh, th- this whole. This, sometimes this happens as as or I or we're like. You know, we're always calling, we're out doing our stuff, and then we call each other, hey, what's going on, whatever. And then the next thing, you know, it's like, well, sorry, I've been in this, like, huge rabbit hole here. And so this is, you know, this is how that happened. And, you know, we talked about the possibility of, mm-hmm. of Jojin uh, being a Night King like character if he doesn't die, right? Or possibly Blood Raven ending up becoming and being that character. So I went back and I looked at the show. Um, and I know there's people that are out there that are like, the show has zero influence over the books. And let me say this uh, in my recent Patreon episode, um, in which we did a breakdown of all the confirmed Winds of Winter chapters, I found something pretty interesting in which there is a So Spake Martin in which he uh, said. Um, that uh, an OSHA chapter or, or Davos chapter that will have OSHA and Rickon when they go to Skagos will have OSHA's character will have been influenced by um, Natalia, whatever her name is. Uh, she plays Tonks in mm-hmm. Harry Potter, yeah. and yeah. You know, anyway, uh, will impact her in the books. So just want to throw that out there. So the show does mm-hmm. impact mm-hmm. the books. There you go.
0: Yeah, that was wild. That was wild because basically, you know, um, it, it's like anything that George consumes, whether it's a book or a TV show or a life event, he's still currently writing. Right. So he yeah. he's an artist. He's an author who's being influenced by things around him. And he just watched the show. Uh, that was wild to kind of see that he that he said that and that it was confirmed. Now, could he change his mind? We, we talked about all that. It, it, it could happen. Um, he, he might change. Change his mind and go back to his original thoughts on that character and, and keep it. I don't think he I don't think he always knows though. I don't think he always knows where that when a character is going to completely fall off and die. Those epic deaths, those moments that are that are big, like Hodor and Rob, uh, and, and so on and Eddard, those are ones he's planted and he's worked towards uh, those big moments, you know, for years. Mance Raider, we always say, was mentioned in like the first several chapters of a game of thrones and it's been in, in george's mind for a long time who is this king beyond the wall so he's not going to be just killed off easily there's going to be much more to him and he's very important and we've seen that uh but i think it's going to continue to be the case moving forward so so yeah i'm, I'm with you in that he may experience something or see something in the show and it may cause him to rethink something and say let's see how this goes let's let's let this evolve i know people have said in the past no he wouldn't do that he would never do that it seems like he said that i mean this is what matt is saying is that george said yeah from what i saw in the show and i think i might actually change up that minor character he's not making major changes to to plot uh lines and 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 other characters but still pretty cool right
1: yeah at least on some level he's saying hey the show is going to influence this so i mean that's even even though it's a small level i mean that obviously then opens the door to at least some sort of confirmed way of saying well then you know i mean he's if he's saying if he's saying, oh, this will do it, then I mean they, then I think you have to consider that as an option. Um, so anywho, we were talking about you know the the others and we were talking about how the others um, I, I just went back and looked kind of in the books, when do we actually see them? Um, and then you know the show as well, when do we actually see them? And so the next time, so the, where we're at at kind of the end of this book, um and where we're at in the show uh, at this point, the next you you saw the Night king with Craster's baby that's the first time you see him. Um, and then you see him again at hard home. Well, hard home is probably going to be happening towards the beginning of winds of winter, um, right? We know you know Tormund's out there. Um, Val's gonna go go uh, to meet him there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some point we're going to need. Uh, A leader of the others, and you know it it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to doesn't have to be done the exact same way. It doesn't have to be like the same Night King. But you know, you're just going to need like a central figure for him. Um, They don't even have to call him the Night King, but you just need. We're obviously just going to use that because that's what we have in the show, uh, and that's probably you know uh, a good name. Um, So you know, we were talking about that, like who could theoretically be that leader, Uh, and we said, well, you know, it's possible. Um, that it could you know I don't know why we were just we were just on this tangent I- idea of of Jojen right because who knows Jojen it seems like he's being influenced um differently than mm-hmm. maybe Bran or some of these other people and his kind of green dream causes him to react kind of differently than it causes other people. Um, and so we are saying that's a possibility. And then the other possibility, I think, uh, if it's not just an already existing kind of figure could be three eyed crow blood raven as doesn't think they're the same people, but mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. as an,
0: as an idea example. Yeah. Let me give you one more example. We're going to get into some, a, a, a real crackpot theory here, but, um, let me give you another, another example of, of this whole blood raven and, um, or the last green seer. Uh, and the three-eyed crow possibly being being separate. It's just there's uh, you have to pay real close attention, and I just think there's there's something here, and maybe he decided to you know switch this up or whatever. But it's just too, it's too muddied. Um, right. When when Bran is actually being taught by the last Green Seer, Brendan Rivers, um, and he's he's there. He's even Leaf is telling him, you know, the trees will teach you. The trees remember. It's all this connect, This connection to um, the werewoods. And there's a couple of interesting things brand is noting that no sunlight ever reaches the caves, no moonlight ever touches there, even the stars were strangers, right? Uh, those things belong to the world above where where time ran in its iron circles. So this is a place you're setting up the idea that the werewoods are a a network in which you can get outside of time, right, you, 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 you can go back, go forward, whatever, you have control over, right, or, or, or something, um, but above ground, out in the, where the sun shines and where everything is is still functioning, right, that is where time ran as in uh, iron circles, right, day, uh, day to night uh, and night to day and so on, right, mm-hmm. so they're in this uh, darkness under the grove, no sun, no stars, um, that the moon we keep hearing about can only be seen outside they're safe from the world above both in winter and presumably in summer so they're safe from winter and summer Um, we know uh, the dead cannot enter but nothing says that they can't be controlled from within well that's scary right to think that perhaps some of these individuals could be controlled we don't quite understand why cold hands was cold hands seems a lot like a white you know but yet it was helping them reach this cave and was also being guided and aided by the Ravens that were coming in and out of blood Ravens cave. Okay. Um, so it is iron circles. It's, it's interesting to remember that old Nan said that the others hate iron. So there's a reference to like maybe hating, you know, uh, being bound by time and not being able to move against it. Um, but yeah, let's move on here a little bit. So leaf is talking and she's, she's kind of saying that the darkness, um, as he's touching and he's getting in, in connection with the trees um, let's see he raised a hand and the other singers began to move around the cavern extinguishing the torches one by one the darkness thickened and crept towards him close your eyes said the three-eyed crow now that is what brand thinks so the three-eyed crow he's who who spoke those words like that's 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 what's up for for, for debate is when When Gurr uses quotation marks versus when he doesn't use quotation marks, Bran is being guided into this wherewood network, and it's when the darkness had thickened and it had crept towards him and it finally closes around him, um, and he seems to be cut off, and Bloodraven can't speak to him. But yet a three-eyed crow can. Close your eyes, slip your skin, um, as you do when you join with Summer. But this time, go into the roots instead. Follow them through the earth to the trees upon the hill and tell me what you see." So this darkness closes in. The darkness is closed in there before the quote three eyed crow speaks. Um, and you know, again, like as I said, that was in quotation marks. So, and here's something interesting. And in the trees <laughs> that that he's looking through are covered in ice. So you get back to this whole idea of ice and fire uh, and and things there. But so I still just I, I really struggle with why there's not why not just. Flat out address it and say, "Yeah, I'm the three-eyed crow. Why? Why be there? This this back and forth, and why is it that we see the three-eyed crow sometimes perched on a weirwood, and they both seemingly are in Bran's dream at the same time?" So let's take let's take that for a moment, and let's move back to to Jojen, who I think has realized, "Oh crap." Um, my crackpot theory now moving forward is, like, if you had to, did they just develop um, the Night's King for? The show? Is that only a show thing? Or will there be some equivalent, as Sir Matt was saying, to that in the books? And if there is, who could that be? Who could it be that Bran might have to work against? Um, Would it be Bloodraven? And how crazy would it be if it were Jojen? And the reason I say it's Jojen, people are thinking I'm I'm absolutely freaking crazy right now, Sir Matt, and that's okay. Um, That's okay. That's fine with me. Uh, We saw in the show that the children created the others. Did they not? Did they not press Dragon yes.
1: Glass? Yes, they did. Yes, know, they did. 100%. In, in,
0: yeah, and so they created them. Why couldn't they do that again? Are they trying to do that with, with Bran? Are they trying to, to or create someone uh, who has, like, Bran's ability and then Bran can control the entire group? You know what I mean? It, it seems like maybe they've got um, some of these underlings or whatever but they need someone who can kind of marshal the all of the forces and they want to uh, create brand to be that individual so would he then have to run and try to escape blood raven and the children and then hodor is holding the door is it not that the white maybe it's not the whites trying to get in to the cave and stuff and also i don't understand how they could break unless the others show up right the actual others the um how do how how, how do they get into the cave if it's warded against those that are that are not living um and the whites are not living but we don't really. The others is, is is up for debate, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. So. Yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of crazy to me, and I I think maybe Jojen might. Uh, is he actually dead? Is what's what's going on with uh, him? See, I think he is. is. I, I do
1: I do I do think Jojen I do think Jojen is dead. But, yeah. but I mean, let me just say that again, again, for me, it's his, his green dream, his drive to get brand up there is just so different than anyone else's. Mm-hmm. So why, why is it? Um, and then, you know, I mean, it's like this whole deal I the, the, see, I, I think he's, I do, th- I do, I think he's been influenced i i i'm i'm with you on the three-eyed crow being different than blood raven right then i do i don't think blood
0: raven is the
1: why would the crow.
0: three-eyed crow use someone like jojen if the three-eyed crow can can gain access to See, brand well hold on a second here we go okay I, I don't get why he would need to send Jojen to help so him, or whatever. If you know? the
1: Three-Eyed Crow is is not what Bran becomes, like we see in the show, and the 3 Crow is something worse and more evil, um, then why wouldn't you want Bran up there? Because Bran is this incredibly powerful tool, person, ally, whatever. In the show, we see Bran you, through the Weirwood, you know, network, um you know, he goes and he sees Eddard and he goes back in time and all of this stuff and Eddard can kind of hear him, but he doesn't, you know, he he doesn't see him. Bran is standing right in that room. Nobody sees him, okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, one thing the show literally never explained, which is a lot of things, is Bran goes and has like, and goes face to face with the Night King and the Night King, I don't know. It seems like the Night, I mean, the Night King obviously sees him and then at first it seems like you know, can they see him? No, seems like he's okay. And then the Night King flat out grabs him uh, and it says like the seal of the cave is broken. See now, I thought what was going to happen is I thought that Bran would make it south of the wall and the Night King would be able to press down and like go through the wall yeah um, they didn't go that route where they obviously they use the dragon um, that could be something that happens but again I think the horn is more likely candidate but it, it is something that is still I think open and then it's like oh crap Bran did it because I totally think brand is all the brands and brand is brand the builder. Okay? Yeah, no. I, yeah, just, I mean, because I just, yeah. I there's like we're we're like one or two chapters away from hearing the brand the builder story again, where they're talking about Storm's End, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. And this Actually, young boy, it's, yeah. it is it is the chapter where, where yes. we'll be doing next, the Catlin chapter where they're talking where they're going to meet and all that stuff. And anyway, they talk about Storm's End a little bit and how it was Brand the Builder and was this little kid and he went on to other stuff. And it's like, okay, it's totally Brand, right. um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just totally it's, you know, it's, it's totally Brand. So I think, well, I think um, that's the difference, though, is the Night King could, in a similar way, grab Brand and then he could pass beyond the Wall because it's ultimately this big long circle right of brand being brand the builder mm-hmm. and it's that seal that he you know through a wheel of time almost uh yeah. did yeah. so anyway i just i'm bringing all i'm bringing all this up because i think that the th- I'm, i think i'm more in line with you now the whole the idea thread crow is different than than you know blood raven and and all of that stuff so it could yeah. be the thread crow that influences Jojen to get Bran to go all the way up there, because it seems like when he shows up, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't seem like Leaf was really expecting him or whatever.
0: Yeah, it, if, <laughs> if they were,
1: if they, if if they were expecting him, I don't think that he would have been getting attacked like right
0: outside the cave and it's also but, but but the other the other baffling problem and i'm i'm gonna i'm poking hole, holes in my own you know thoughts here but that's okay because i I'm, we're trying to. well we're established we're
1: establishing yeah. it
0: and we sometimes yeah. have to say well does it work i don't know yeah so here's something why would blood raven and the three-eyed crow both be trying to get uh brand to the same spot you know what i mean right so that because that's like what's up with that why, why why do they both want him to be there um and, and are if those two are not in communication if the three-eyed crow and blood Raven or the last greens here are working towards this same goal but they don't know like if the three-eyed crow doesn't know that blood Ravens also trying to get him there there could be two different motives for getting him to the same place and and so maybe that's what this trap is or this is what's being laid here uh, and and that could be interesting because let's go back to this um, we're gonna get back to Brand's monster in just a second because I think there's something important to, to check on there uh, but in season eight, you never get an answer. we don't know what brand is doing when he's when he's in the no. werewood. What is he doing what, what, what is he what is he actually doing hes he's set up as a distraction. it's basically like let's bring right. this guy we have no idea to this point, and if we kill him, then we kill them all um and that's as simple as it is you know that's that's not George that doesn't seem right what does what brand why does he even need to then warg, or why does he even need to go? Is he just keeping an eye on him and saying, "All right, he's close. He's getting closer," and and that's all that Bran is is doing. Because otherwise, then I don't really see why even the 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 Night King would need or want to kill Bran or gain his his his, his powers. You know, right. it just it just we never is, learned. We never, never learned whether the, right. See, I think yeah. I, yeah. See,
1: we have been absolutely criticized uh over the night king i literally can point to two separate emails i have one in which somebody's saying you guys are idiots for thinking that the night king isn't just a zombie and another one saying <laughs> you guys for are idiots for not thinking that you know, or like you know just back and forth one you guys are dumb because you, the night king is totally just a zombie he doesn't want to sit the iron throne he doesn't care uh-huh. another one that says george doesn't write gray characters Um and -hmm. the Night King is totally like coherent and all of this stuff and so I'm down with both I'm down with all of them um
0: I think you have to explore them I
1: think you have to look I think you do yeah we just explore yeah we just yeah we we just explore see I at least in the show right because we have yet to see a Night King in the books right um but you know another thing (laughs) I think of is the Night King really shows up. He shows up season... the Like, the end of season four, right? He gets Craster's baby, he turns him. Well, George... You, you know, A Feast for Crows is really supposed to be one book. So, that's kind of where we're at with mm-hmm. A Dance with Dragons, right? Um, and so, that was really one big mega story. There's a brand chapter that he said didn't make it into A Dance with Dragons. Um, and so we know that's going to be going forward. So I think it's I think it's pretty possible that we will early in in winds the winds of in the winds of winter I think we will see a a central figure whether it is the night king, you know, they well, call he they call him that or 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 something like that. Um and I think we'll we'll start we'll slowly learn just a little bit more. I mean, you know, the show's adaptation of it. Is it seems, I mean it seems to me there's a couple situations in which the night king seems at least like coherent and knows, you know, obviously knows what what he's doing. I mean, you have um let, let me see here. When I mean he is obviously turning these babies. So I mean that's like, yeah, yeah. you know, he's he's not just a white that's out there just like, you know. Exactly. Doing, people doing, people doing,
0: don't separate those enough. They don't understand right. Yeah, the, yeah,
1: they yeah, they don't do that right. So he's he's out there he's out there doing that. Um, has. I mean, when he's at hard home, I mean, that's a little different because he's just kind of standing there watching the battle and then he ends up coming down Uh, when he is. I mean, the the, the big one for me is when they're on the ice trying to get the white to take back to Cersei and he's just standing there and he's like staring down John and the group on the ice. Well, I mean, good God, the guy can, with an ice spear, can hit a dragon flying around midair. I mean, mm-hmm. he could definitely kill all of yep. those people on that on that little patch of ice in in that lake. Um, zero problem. I mean, not, they can't really run. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, they, they they can't run anywhere. So they yeah. have that, and then at, and just before he dies, when he's staring down um, John, right? Uh, and then he's like, "Nope, I'm not fighting you." And raises raises the dead.
0: I mean, the whole thing is he rides a dragon in the show, right? He actually rides right. a dragon. He's not just randomly running around and just killing anything and everyone. He's also specifically trying to target Bran first right. and go in there and get Bran, which Bran seems to know that he's going right. to do. We just don't ever understand yeah. out why. You know? Yeah, why. I mean, yeah, I mean, is he gonna is he gonna go wait make his way down to
1: King's Landing and like sit on the Iron Throne like and he's not gonna rule. But, I mean, he would, like, destroy King's Landing. I think he's just going I think, to... I think his kind of goal is to just destroy everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't think he's going to, like, sit and 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 rule or something.
0: No, you know, and, and the other thing is that when you go back and look at the prologue and you look at the description of the others, this early description that George has of them, they're intelligent and they're, they're even mischievous in a way. And they seem evil they have these like a grin a smile a laugh that is not that it's haunting and you're like wow that doesn't seem like a dead zombie creature kind of like the white right. are, you know so 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 totally um different different there but you know one of the things we we're just thinking is like who would fill that role if you had to have that filled in the books i don't think the show sir matt i don't think the show came up with the idea um that the children of the forest created the others i don't think they came up with that i think that's a george no. thing right i mean that's like yeah. you're not deciding who created the other that's a big deal, and so right early on in winds of winter, we have to get leaf or or um blood Raven or someone talking about the threat and the problem and understanding who cold hands is, why is he brand's monster okay and 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 also then you know who are the others and how are they connected to the children? why are we in this spot uh that we're right. in so I, I, yeah, see, I, and
1: i also i also think i i also think that the the show never even talked about it but the books i don't think that the i don't think leaf and the is you know that little group there is the last of the children of the forest i totally think that we will see mm-hmm. the god's eye and there's totally oh, sure. the sure, isle of faces things. and there's children yeah. out there yeah yeah yeah. and sure. is there a children of the forest i isle of faces faceless men connection yeah probably yeah probably Probably is
0: yeah yeah Yeah. now one more thing so we've we've often talked about cold hands and who cold hands is and i just read to you guys where basically um brand calls him a monster we know he, he, he is wearing a black cloak he seems to be a member of the night's watch they refer to him as the ranger okay he's being guided by ravens that fly in and out of blood raven's cave Uh, The last Green Seer. So there's there's that. We we even learned that Leaf and other members of the other um, uh, that they had the ability, right, for their minds to be they could they could see into the Raven's eyes, right? They were a part one with the Raven. I think Brand does that at some point under the guidance of Blood Raven, and he learns that there's still remnants of old older children that had died that had been there uh, as well. So who is he? He's Brand's monster. He's Brandon Stark's monster. So which Brandon Stark? And, and then he says, yours. And the Ravens repeat, yours, yours, yours. And it's like, what does that mean? So then we Jojen yeah. says, we have to go with Bran's monster. So this is someone who, I mean, how old is this guy? You know what I mean? Like, how long has he been out here fighting this war? Is he just a few hundred years old? Or is this ancient Bran the Builder type of stuff? When Because the, the Night's Watch has been around I mean, well before Aegon, we're talking thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Aegon's Conquest, right, is just 300 uh, years plus back. Uh, but we're talking the Wall has been here much longer, and this, this uh, the Long Night is what hit, and you have all of this history that's there. So I, I just go, I think, clear back to the Brandon who built the Wall, and who maybe took something that you know if he has a relationship with the children and the children though then created the others did they then turn to brandon to make a correction you know and then brandon is 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 uh was able with some magic or power able to take one of the rangers and turn him or keep him uh you know or to have to be outside of that thrall network that that seemingly the other whites are, are under control of so
1: yeah uh, it's a good point, man. Good questions, as.
0: It's just crazy, man. Good, it's just, it's, it's good, food for thought. Good you know, questions. we went from Corin, we went to who, Jojen. Who do we trust him? What's happened with Bran? All the warnings in the crypts of Winterfell that are telling Bran to kind of stay. Where is Summer? How is he going to get reconnected? You know, what's what's happening up there? How much time has passed in the caves? Where is Jojen? Who is Cold Hands? All of it, guys. I want to know it all. And it's still a mystery to me. And it's been a long time since I've had a chance to really just vent and talk about it. Okay. So if you That's guys good. have another thread or rabbit hole you want me to go down, or a point of view read that you think is going to be fired up, please send that to me. Um, I don't care if it's on, you know, Twitter, uh, womprat underscore two m. Send us a you know an email at BTK Cast. Whatever. Uh, Matt and I are the next couple weeks. We're going to be diving deep down here and looking at. Uh, pulling out, like, specific lines and really really taking a look at the text and and trying to solve some of these mysteries. So Absolutely. So, All right, guys. With that, hey, we want to thank you for playing
1: Game of Thrones. Our next episode, we'll be diving back into the uh, reread there with Catlin 2 or 3. I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but it's one of those. I think it's Catlin 2. Yeah, but Clash of Kings. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, thanks again, guys, for, for, for putting up with the rambling. So, uh, you know, if you enjoy the show, give us a review on iTunes. Subscribe over on our YouTube channel. We still have some great content over there. Or you can send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you next time. And remember that winter is coming.